This is In the Locker Room. Wolf and Starks, presented by your neighborhood Ford store on ESPN Pittsburgh and Steelers Nation Radio. Everybody, you're in the locker room. Wolf, Starks, and the Ninjas. ESPN Pittsburgh and Steelers Nation Radio. The number, 412-919-1316. And uh, as usual, uh, when you have something new, sometimes things go kind of kerflooey. And so we got a little bit of an issue in trying to um, be able to hear each other. So, moving right along, we're talking about the Kansas City game coming up this weekend. And... Max and I had been talking about the running game and what the Steelers can do to get this running game uncorked a little bit. And part of that is going to be getting this offensive line going a little more north and south. You know, one of the things about the outside zone blocking scheme, when you run that, uh, sometimes the running back and the line is not really in tune. And learning to be able to run and go at an angle, the proper angle, and knowing what you're your zone capacity is being able to reach uh, those guys and and do it in conjunction together is difficult. And not everybody does it so well. One of the things that you want, obviously, to be able to do is to be able to get after it and get more north and south and be able to drive people and roll the line of scrimmage back on the other side of the ball. That is exactly what is needed. And I, you know, personally, for the Steelers, Going north and south ain't a bad idea. Max and I were talking about <clears throat> we were talking about the fact that Zach Banner unleashed the Kraken, right? I mean, yeah. Zach is a huge dude, 6'8", 345 pounds of man-moving muscle. I think we saw it last week with Kendall Lamb, just like what, what Max was talking about against the Tennessee Titans, which is a very fine run-blocking offensive line. Those guys were flat backers off the, all, all the way. These guys come off the ball, and they had a low pad level. And the low pad level and being able to come off the ball and get more north and south, and to be able to do so with a guy like Zach Banner as being one of the primary targets <clears throat> of being able to be at the point of attack to create that leverage. One thing you know, if you go back and watch any of Zach Banner's uh, any, any of his uh, uh, previous snaps on tape is the fact that he takes people off the ball. He's one of these guys that has a natural propensity, and it's 6'8", 350 pounds. That's a pretty natural thing to do. You move people. That's what people moving is all about. And certainly for the Steelers, there's there's something there that, in my mind, you've got to be able to uh, impose your will and that's just what they haven't been able to do thus far. Uh, it's it's unfortunate because I think you have people in place that can get the job done. Obviously, they've got to be better at doing it. They've got to be more in tune. You can't let some guys go at the point of attack. But certainly, uh, you've got to be able to continue on and, 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 and improve the quality of play. And one of that is going to be, Again, being able to get an extra tight end or a Zach Banner in there to balance it out on both sides and be able to attack with the north and south roll back. Now, Max, can you hear me now? 
Yeah, I can hear you. I can okay, hear you I can't clear. hear you. That's so the problem. So that's why we're going to freeze here in the studio for a second. I'm going to con- continue uh, on, my friend. But uh, right now, uh, there's something. There's there's uh, The ninjas are working out one of the bugs here in a new studio. And by the way, it is just a gorgeous studio, and we're looking around. But the fact of the matter is, and, and being able to achieve this is going to be hard because you're going into a stadium that is known for its loudness. I mean, this place when you come out of the home or the out of the visitors locker room the first thing they want you to know is that they sent a Guinness world book of records for the highest decibel level in the NFL I'm not sure if they've been surpassed yet by Seattle Seattle was one of those teams also that was able to and I got to believe that US Bank Arena where the home of the mini Vikes I got to believe they rank up there somewhere because it is so loud there incredibly loud so now you know that you've got to have a situation where you have, um, you've got to go on the silent count, and that means watching the center, the snap, and all that sort of thing. And again, all things can happen and create issues. So the thing that I would say is, you know, going into this game, one of the things that you wanted to see was a fast start, be able to get out there and get going. And one of the ways to get a fast start is with no huddle. Well, pace and tempo football is extremely hard. When you can't hear, like I can't hear Max right now, I can see Max, I can look on the screen, and I see he's saying something, but there's nothing coming through. So he's got to go on my head, Bob, like I'm a center. <laughs> and and that's that's all we got, man. So, you know, the fact is going on that, going on as uh, on the head, Bob, is something that, well, the defense starts to pick up, and then obviously you got to be able to, you know, adjust that going for one or two, whatever on the on the count. But the whole thing thing is that you've got to be able to do the job in in an, in a uh, in a uh, a way where you you can't hardly hear the calls. I've been in stadiums. I was in Denver in Mile High Stadium, Max. And again, I know you're listening, and I I can't hear you. But in Mile High Stadium, we're literally at the 50 yard line. I was screaming into the helmet and the face mask of Pete Rostowski, who was playing tackle next to me because it was so loud with 80,000-plus, you know, doing the, you know, the uh, Orange Crush and everything else back in the day. I think, I don't know, it was was after you were born. You might have been two or three at the time. But, you know, here we are. You're you're out there. It's an outdoor arena. It is so loud. And as the quarterback is calling, everybody is bunched up together so tightly you can't hardly hear the quarterback, and everybody's face is in the way of, of uh, the quarterback's face because you're trying to look and see if you can read his lips. Well, then you go to the line of scrimmage, and the chaos begins because as a guard, you can't hardly hear the quarterback at all unless he turns his head towards you and screams in your direction. But at a tackle, you don't have a chance. I mean, it's not even like... You can hear anything, even if you stood up and turned and looked at him and he screamed at you, you you know, two positions away, you can't hear a thing. So, you know, for that reason, uh, the the game, this game coming up with all the problems in Arrowhead, is going to be a huge problem. Um, You know, trying to get a fast start, man, you're going to have to go with, I think, that frying pan to the forehead type of subtlety, you know, where you come out bang and you come out with big people and moving. All right. Now, we're going to take a break and we're going to try to see if uh, the ninjas got this thing fixed up because I, you know what, Max, you're sitting there so nicely. You're sitting there patiently going, I got nothing. I can't hear you. 
Okay. We're gonna take we're gonna take a break. It's Wolf Starks and the Ninjas in the locker room. We'll be back after this. This is In the Locker Room with Wolf and Starks, presented by your neighborhood Ford store on ESPN Pittsburgh and Steelers Nation Radio. Welcome back, everybody. Max, can you hear me? That's a loud and clear. All right. We're back. We're back and... We're back and we're ready to go. I think we we did a complete, like, uh, move one studio over. They're troubleshooting the whole thing, so dad gummit, here we are, and we're ready to roll. So my friend, my whole diatribe, the whole thing that I was talking about on the last segment as I was talking to myself, and I could see you're giving me the give me the cordial head, Bob. Yeah, oh, yes, that that's a good point. It's a good point. Uh, no, that's not so make, good point, but the make, point is. Make, make, make sense. Make sense. It was good. <laughs> so tell me about it because I need you to just give me a break here. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I think the biggest thing is, is right, you know, when you're going into these stadiums and you're having these type of responses, I mean, that, that that's, that's absolutely appropriate because I go back to the precursor event, which was, which was, you know, us leading us to actually having to use a, a head cow. And that was that Indianapolis game in 05. Right, and right. And we were in the RCA Dome and you can't hear a thing. I mean, it was absolutely deafening. And you're sitting there and you're like, oh, my gosh, I can't hear anything. And, and, the, and the remedy that we had at that moment was get somebody in there. Get somebody a new opportunity for us. And, and the idea was, hey, can we create something that's going to be um, effective? And the effective thing that was created was, hey, let's come up with a silent count. We saw this head bob down in Atlanta. And let's see if, if that will actually work for us. And we and that's where you got the silent count. Now, obviously, it's been nuanced since then because we now have the the way that, you know, there's a tap. Trey Turner can right. tap the hip of Kendrick Green. Kendrick Green uh, gets to see the defense as much as possible. And that's what you're going to need at, at the Chiefs game. But I, I, I look back on the most recent road test, and they failed that test. Right. That's the problem. The Minnesota, the Minnesota Vikings. Um, the communication wasn't clean. And if I'm Kansas City and I have some defensive bugaboos, guess what I'm doing? I'm going to bring out the double A gap and test you. It's coming. Because it's because coming. I trust my linebackers and my safeties. And that is something that gives the Steelers issues. So this week, the issue must be to make the issue not an issue, Wolf. And what that what that means is you've got to clearly communicate. I need to see over pointing, over pointing and communication because, like you said, I can't hear you. And it doesn't matter if Ben's under center or in shotgun here. So guess what the best thing is? Physical points. I need you to look like an air traffic control. You know the guys with the little cones that's, that's directing right. tra- uh, traffic for the for the airplanes. I need you to be that guy with the little cones in your hands. That's what you have to be, Kendrick Green. You've got to be able to establish that. Extra film watching is going to be at a premium to make sure that you and Najee, Dan Moore, Trey Turner, LeGlue, and Chooks are all on the same page. You've all got to be on the same page. You have to know what the hots are. 
You have to be ready and trust yourself. Dan Moore is a left tackle. And this is this is what I would tell you at practice. But I'm not I, I'm not allowed to practice, so I can't tell you these things. <laughs> I can't impart my knowledge and my experience on you. But if you see that safety off the edge and you see a single high and you see man off the edge, guess what? You need to make the alert call to let everybody know we got to slide this way, right. especially to the blind side, because Ben might not see that. And, but Ben will appreciate if I could see the free rusher off of my front side, the side that I'm throwing from because I'm right-handed, I can make an adjustment off of that versus somebody hitting me in my back because you are not sure about what's happening. You have to be confident, and that takes time. That takes watching film. That means going home at night. It's Christmas. I know you got a house full of people probably. Tell them I'm locking myself in the basement for three hours. I don't want you to talk to me (laughs) because I need to win this game if I want to go into the playoffs as a rookie, okay? I don't want to get a lump of of coal in my stocking. (laughs) I don't want a lump of coal in my stocking, and I don't want a lump or not on Ben's body because of me. Okay, you know what I'm saying? (laughs) Let me ask you this because this is the call that you would make. This is something that didn't arise during my time period, but you talked about it before and referenced it it before. Kendrick Green will have a hard time seeing Harrison Smith or a Harrison Smith lookalike come down at the end of line. If you position a nose tackle or a three technique to more of an eye technique, you're, you're not going to see that. So you need the ability of a tackle to be able to make the alert call, correct, right? Correct, correct. And that's where it comes with – and I would say that's nuanced because that, that, that's when a line's been together and you have that trust that if I play telephone and I make this call, I pass it to the guard to pass it to the center who passes it to the other guard who passes it to the other tackle. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like, that, that's where you have to get as a line, and it has to be trust. That's the other thing. It must be trust involved. And if you make that call, then the running back knows where his responsibility is, and that's why, that, that's why we had Thursday night film sessions, Wolf. That's why we, we spent the extra time as a unit creating an opportunity for us to have a better bond, a better understanding, because – when we watch that film together without the coach there telling us what we're supposed to be seeing. Now you're getting it we, right. Now you're getting it right. Plus, I now know how the center thinks. Yeah. I know what you're seeing, and you know what I'm seeing. And if we're on the same page, we have a trust there that if I make this call, you got my back. You're not going to sit there and look at me and stand in your stance and just kind of stare at me like, uh-uh, I'm not doing that. I'm not doing that. <laughs> you know, Because I, I could tell you that. When I went to yes. San Diego after I left Pittsburgh, I'll never forget this. We're playing San Francisco in a preseason game. And I recognize the front. Charlie Whitehurst is our uh, quarterback in the backfield. Right. And, I, and I'm, I'm like, we're about to get three off the edge. We're about to get three off the edge. Johnny, I need you to come with me. And I just remember, I'm like, Johnny, fan, fan, fan. I was like, fan. And he was like, no. He was shaking his head hmm. the entire time. I was like. Are you kidding me? Are you kidding? And so I go out by myself, and I try and do double stop signs. Oh yeah, I've and seen. We that. all know what happens when you got double stop signs. And Johnny is with the center on the right hand side with a hand looking at it. No, that's an and awful that's, feeling, ain't it? Dude, huh? it's an awful feeling. And Wiz was our was our OC at the time, and he was pissed. 
and I'm trying to explain it to him, and Johnny's not saying anything, and I'm just, I'm just frustrated. I, now, who is Johnny? I, mad. Uh, I can't remember Johnny's last okay, name. Okay, that's all we need. His last name, but his first name is Johnny. Okay. Uh, so <laughs> yeah, uh, but uh, I just remember how frustrated I was. But I realized there's no trust there. You know, he hadn't played with me. It was just, we were in training camp. He doesn't know. He doesn't know what I know. Right. He doesn't. He, we we don't have that resume together. We don't have that time spent. And and that's that's one of those it was an aha moment. I mean, it was a very tough aha moment to realize because the last thing you want to do is get your quarterback back plastered. You know what I'm saying? Back waxed uh, on TV <laughs> in a primetime third down situation. Um, and guys are trying to make the team, but it, it makes me look bad. Um, you know, and as a teammate, I'm, I'm sitting there, I'm trying to tell him, I'm like, listen, I've been in this league for 10 years. Right. I know what this looks like. I've played San Francisco so many times. Right. <laughs> I was like, I understand what they're trying to do defensively, but he doesn't know that he's a young inexperienced guy. He's only been in the San Diego system, new coordinator. I'm like, I was in Wiz's system. I was in this system. My first three years in the league. Right. I won a Super Bowl in this system. I know what he's trying to get. I was like, I had to make the calls, you know, and, and understand defensive fronts early on in my career because of what I learned from Russ. So I can ID these things. I can diagnose these things. You have to trust me. We would have been successful. And it's like, at that point, I'm pissed off. He doesn't trust me. So where are we at now? And, and that's what you have to kind of get with the additional film sessions. And this group's been together, so you already have a semblance of how each other think, but you need to spend that extra time and get that understanding because it's just that important. Like, Christmas is not as fun when you're losing. No. No, 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 no. That's why that Titans game was huge, to take you a mental mindset. But you're flying on Christmas Day. Yeah. So your Christmas is going to happen Monday the 27th. That's when your Christmas gets to happen as a football player. So how do you want your Christmas to wind up? Because that is what you're going to remember. And if you have a loss, guess what? You'll be sitting in that house pissed off on Monday. <laughs> yep. No doubt about it. What could I have done differently? Take dedication and time now. What you should have done is made a Henway call. That's what you do with a young buck. Because you know what a Henway See, call is. Yeah. Yeah, I do. I do. Yeah, I do. about two pounds. You, 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 you got you got me twice with that. One. You got you got me twice with that one. I wasn't going in. I, I know. Sat there, you I pulled said, off. I said, you pulled I, off. Yeah, I, uh, I pulled off. I was like, nope, not going there. Not going there. I, I got it. I got. I, 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 hey, boom! I was, I was in the deep end. I was staring in the abyss the last two times. You <laughs> caught me. <laughs> you know the funny part was Mike Webster. It was always Mike. Was like, Read and his voice would get real high, like just pre-snap. Read, read, read. You know, <laughs> sit down yeah. tight, Wolf. <laughs> Don't leave your wingman. You know, yeah. it was just oh, it was funny. You always had those instructions and so forth. But yeah, it gets chaotic down there because yeah, you if you don't know exactly what's going to happen by your rule. Let me put it this way: if you if you're not be able to if you're not rule reactive, meaning. The rules are in place for our protection, whether it's a wall left, whether it's uh, max protection, what have you. Um, you're 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 in trouble. You're in real trouble. And it was obvious at U.S. Bank Arena when Mike Zimmer broke out the double barrel a you know a, a double gap uh, blitzes. Double barrel. Double, double barrel, barrel. Thank yeah. you. We we used to just call them Fire X, where they would cross. You know. Um, yeah. When you do that, 
it was obvious you got huge issues because when the center and the and the back are going the same side, um, there's not communication, and that was the problem. I mean, you got people running free. Aside from Harrison Smith being able to sneak down and come off the edge, uh, there was there's times you're leaving a three technique go. How you can't do that? I mean, you just can't yeah. do it. I mean, how does a guy that big you know disappear six five three hundred bills and you know you you let him go? You can't. So. The chaos that ensues because it gets so loud in places like Kansas City and places well it used to be like Denver and so forth. You've got to be able to maintain your cool and be, you know, Ron Blackledge, our offensive line coach, has always got to be cool in the head but hot in the heart. That's what an offensive lineman's got to be. You know, you've got to be able to manage and take control of your emotions and, and your thought processes in a way that you're very disciplined and very focused and you don't get caught up in – other voices that occur, you know, down in the trenches, and you got to make sure that you know your rules. So when there's a wall left, you got to know that if a guy motions in or something and it changes the count, you got to know the count without somebody telling you. You know what I mean? Well, and and here you have to know the difference between a squeeze and a gaps call. Right. That's Absolutely. the other thing. You know, because a squeeze does not does not take the tackle down. A squeeze is, a, is is alternating between the guard and the and the running back in the backfield. A gaps call now takes the tackle down. Right. He has to tap his inside hip and let the running back know that he's on the outside. So those are the nuanced things that were, you know, that was also why we had to have Thursday night film sessions with the running backs because they got to know. I mean, they got they they have to know, and it's imperative to our success when you hear squeeze. You don't think that you're supposed to dive in the B gap because then there's my ACL. <laughs> right. You know what I'm saying? Right. Because you're thinking you have to come up and cut a three technique. And you go, you go head. You best head not high. cut a three technique, though. You know what I'm yeah. talking about. Well, you, you shouldn't, but backs will do it, right? Yep. Because it's like, I can't take him head up. Right. Um, so so that's where that communication is so key. And like I said, it's the nonverbal. Like if if you don't hear the gaps call. But you see, you can see me tap my right. hip to the inside Absolutely. to know I'm squeezing down. You know what I'm saying? And when you see a squeeze call that 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 that, and you don't see me tap my hip, guess what? That means you're in the middle. That means you got you got whatever comes through that B gap. Right. It's like it's like door number two. Buckle guess up, you baby. Pick. You don't know <laughs> yeah. what's gonna hit. You know, could be one of those bulls yeah. from you know Pamplona, Spain, running with the bulls. They could be running oh, yeah. right at you. Yeah. So, but but it, but the thing is, I don't want you to not know. That's what it comes down to. I would rather you fail knowing the right assignment yes. than to be successful on the wrong assignment. And no that's question. what it comes down to. And that, that's, what, that, that's the attention to detail we need uh, going into this game. Now, in similar fashion, that's the same thing Ben is going to go in with the, the wide receivers, right? Because the fact is you can't really get code words very often when there's such noise levels. You've got to have hand signs. You've got to have different things different ways of communicating with the wide receivers when they're out there, when they're bunched up and so forth, and they've got to communicate like the offensive line communicates together as a unit and being able to do that and know exactly what they're doing uh, based on the, the, the hand signals that Ben's going to be using. Yeah, and, and those things have to change, right, from week to week. You have to be – because you don't want teams getting a beat on it. Thank you, New England. Um, getting a beat on, on what your signals are and filming those type of things. Yeah. Um, you know, so you have to. That's a little shot. I noticed that. That was that was a little little Belichickian-type shot there. 
just just a li- just a liver just shot. Just a little. You know, it was you know it was you about, you're clinched up. It was a little knee up, level. A little liver shot. Let them know you're there. Yeah, a little kneecapper. Um, but but I mean but that, but that's kind of what you have to do. So the, that's the extra attention to detail. The extra meeting that needs to go on. The conversation between between two groups. Um, because that that all of these little extra things. Yes, it takes time, but there's a payoff when. It's done successfully, and guys know exactly what they're supposed to do. And then you get less yelling after a drop pass or a missed missed pass. You don't see the quarterback yelling. You don't see the offensive line staring at each other, pointing at each other. Um, and that's what we're trying to get to. More accountability, less finger pointing. You know, to be able to take on the responsibility and say, hey, you know what? That's my bad. Boom, that's on me. You know, as opposed to, why didn't you? Why didn't you? Why didn't we? Da, 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 da. Right. You know, back and forth that repartee that you that, that, that that's that's unnecessary mm-hmm. because it solves nothing after because now you're crying about spilled milk. Right. Well somebody get the dang mop and clean it up. That's no all doubt. I care about. And let's make it better next time. How about we not spill the milk next time? And learn from your mistakes because that's what we didn't see in Minnesota in that first half. The only reason we had success in that second half, because they stopped doing it because they had a 20-plus point lead on us. So it wasn't because, oh, we finally shut it down. No, nope. it was because we, we, we had we had get, gained an insurmountable lead on you, so we don't need to do this anymore. We're trying to preserve ourselves. That's not the case when you go into KC. And KC's trying to preserve the one number one seat. They want that buy. So they're going to come out with all full forces to make sure they protect that lead. And for us, we're trying to break into the room. I still got my $50, Wolf. I'm trying to get my ticket. <laughs> I got to make this $50 count like it's $500. I need to get your attention. And that's what you have to come in with that intent. $50 is going to get me in this game. It's going to get me in this game. And it, you know what? You're going to need every penny of it. You know what, my friend? That's exactly yeah. so. You know, you look at this, the front end of this Chiefs defense. This, is, this isn't a big sacking team either. So you're talking about yeah. the, the they, they, they got some good people in the secondary. You know, Tyron Matthew – uh, he's impressive. You know, he's he's a tough oh, the dude. Honey badger. The honey yeah. badger, yeah. The dude. Did you ever see that uh, video? Honey badger don't care. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> honey man, badger. It eats a. Yeah, it, it's yeah. eating a cobra. The cobra bites him. He passes out. Wakes up. And goes. Oh, I'll just finish eating the cobra. <laughs> I mean, yeah. that was amazing to yeah. me. Yeah. You know. Exactly. Bees are buzzing. Yeah. They're stinging the honey badger. Honey badgers in there just digging out the honey. I mean, that that yeah, was amazing to me. Yeah, Winnie the Pooh style. I mean, he's yeah. like, give me more. Give me more. Oh, oh. You know, it's like a massage. It's like acupuncture. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's exactly what it was, man. Yeah. I was amazed. And, and, I have to, and I have to tell you, you know, Tyron's probably one of, you know, he, he's, he's a very smart young man. Yes, you he know, is. I had the chance of playing with him in Arizona for a brief moment. Oh, did you? Uh, so, but I got to know Tyron. And, uh, and t- talk about tremendous football IQ. I mean, he has a level – IQ. Mm. And so he's a guy that's going to look for the ball. He's a ball hawk. Like when you talk about ball hawks, the Ed Reed types, right? That's what Tyron Matthew is. But he's also not afraid to hit you. And so that 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 that's a problem when you got that type of rover in the in, in the back end. Um so you've got to be on your P's and Q's plus cuz honey badger don't <laughs> care. <laughs> cuz honey badger don't care. Uh and and the other thing that's going to be another thing that we have to remember in this who is at outside backer on this team that we traded? Yeah, yeah. He's uh I, I would think that Mel is um 
you know, talking to the boy, saying, this is what they do, this is that, you know, live code words, everything. Incent- oh, yes. I think he was very incentivized. Scorned. Yeah. I think yeah. he was very incentivized. Incentivized and scorned, you know, because it was, I'm not getting any more playing time. Well, now you need to show up. And here's my thing. Taco Charlton, Derek Tuska, mm. even Alex Highsmith. Alex, you got to play with your hair on fire today yep. to show why they needed to get rid of you and they and they need to invest in me. That is your extra incentive in this game. That is your extra motivation if you need one outside of wanting to win and beat the top team in the AFC. If that's not incentive enough, go for personal. Oh, absolutely. Max, this you know how it is. You thought you didn't deserve to play. You he thought he deserved to play over you. When you played another team, well. yeah, you wanted to be the left best left tackle on the field. If you were, you oh, know, absolutely. the starting guard, I wanted to be the best left guard on the field because you want to be better than the other guy. There's no doubt mm-hmm. about it. So in your mind, you are incentivized all the time because you're constantly comparing your play to other other people's play in the league, as your coaches and scouts are doing also. Um, you know, that's one of those things. So, yeah, there is extra incentive. Uh, but I don't think uh, Mel Ingram, I don't think he uh, – let's put it this way um, – I don't think he needs any added incentive. I think he's already he had some when he got there, you know. I mean, well, just I just mean, to get there, yeah. he wanted out of here. That's all you need to know. Yeah, and, and and my thing is is that and trust me, I another guy that I I spent time with in training camp was Mel as a as a rookie. Um, yeah, no, no, the pettiness levels you will not you you will you will not sink to those depths so if you need the extra incentive if you're Dan Moore and you lost in one-on-ones against Mel Ingram that's what you need to remember you need to harness that type of enthusiasm right. Jukes a core for you know you remember remember one-on-ones remember you had to peel off after a certain level you don't have to peel off <laughs> you don't have to peel off you get to finish and it's all legal it's all legal hey like doc holiday said it's legal. Yep. <laughs> he also said, "I'm your Huckleberry." You I'm your Huckleberry. <laughs> so, so get into get into that mindset this week. You know, burrow yourself mentally into that type of t- type of space. You know, don't stay there. You know, come back out of it, but just know where it's at so that you can pull it out your pocket when you need it. Well, they're going to need it. They're going to need it big time. Going into Chiefs Kingdom, going into Arrowhead Stadium, going into the belly of the beast, as it were is going to be um, a huge challenge. And to do so, you know, as you go through Christmas, and you got to travel. Now, one of the things I will say about this, and I, I do enjoy, when, when you are home at Christmas, one of the things that happens is you got family coming in. you got people that want tickets to the game. You've got uh, family you got to take care of. Um, it's a little more difficult. When you go on the road, one nice thing about it is you are with what, uh, 52 other guys that are like-minded, single-minded of purpose. You're away from the family. You are um, no longer are you a dad or, uh, you know, a son or what have you. You are just there to play football, and you can focus on it. Sometimes during these holiday celebration type things, that can dissuade you. That can take your eye off the mark, as it were. So, all right, that's a wrap for this one. We're going to be right back after this. You got Wolf Starks and the Ninjas in the locker room, ESPN Pittsburgh and Steelers Nation Radio. 
This is In the Locker Room with Wolf and Starks, presented by your neighborhood Ford store on ESPN Pittsburgh and Steelers Nation Radio. Welcome back, everybody. <laughs> we have we have done another switcherooski. You see, we started off in this studio. Then somewhere we lost uh, the ability to communicate, whereupon we switcherooed to the other studio. And then upon uh, the fixation of getting it right here in Studio A, we moved back to Studio A. But at that point in time, I think I've lost Max somewhere. He's in Phoenix. <laughs> and uh, so, hey, please bear with us. You know, we're putting this all back together and we're, we're just moving along here. So let's continue to move along because one of the things we've got to do is as this as we were talking about earlier, the fact is you've got to be ready to go defensively uh, for this Chiefs game. But uh, one of the things that, that they're going to do is they're going to be coming after you, and that's the Chiefs, and they have just 24 sacks thus far. This is not a big sacking team. Max, this is the team, that being the Chiefs, they've only got 24 sacks on the year. Um, the guy that you got to look out for is Chris Jones. and Now, he's got seven sacks. Mel Ingram, interestingly enough, as you look at it, He's got just one sack and one tackle for loss in his six games as a chief. But you know how it is when um, – I will tell you this. I remember when uh, Robert Cole was was cut by the Steelers back in the training camp and the Jets picked him up. And so we played the Jets later on that year. And it was like Robin Cole day. Robin had like, uh, I don't know, 400 sacks and maybe a, a thousand tackles that day. <laughs> he was all over the place. You know what I mean? When you yeah. are playing the team that that um, decided you were no longer to be part of that team, uh, there is a vindictiveness that can arise in your soul. And everybody, because everybody wants to be wanted, you know, let's face it, that's what you want. But, you know, for Mel Ingram, he may say, I got one sack, I got one tackle for loss, but baby, the Steelers are in town, I want to put it on them. You know how that can be. Oh, yeah. You, you want to double up every statistic you possibly can. You don't want to be the reason why your team did not win against this vaunted opponent. I don't want them to be proved right. That's the mindset that you have to come in with. I'm going into this to prove you guys wrong. And so for Mel Ingram, he's going to have every incentive. Yes, one sack, one tackle for a loss. Yes, not as effective, but he knows he's on, he, he's on quote-unquote, his winning team. So he's going to be all excited, all happy to show off his his red jersey with the white numbers and the yellow lining. He's going to walk around all proud, and you've got you you've got to go muddy that jersey up. You've got you've got you've got to go put a, a stain on that jersey, preferably on the backside of his jersey because that <laughs> means he's on his back and he's on the ground. But that's the mindset you have to have in this game. You have to say, you know. There's a reason. We want volunteers. We don't want prisoners, right? Coach Tomlin said it best. Yeah. So go make your head coach right with your play, guys. And that's what the difference is going to be in this game. If you can do that, we can have success. No doubt about it. Look, it's difficult. I mean, you're going defensively. Uh, you've got a, a unit, speaking of the, the one that you're going to play, you've got a, a Chiefs unit. It's 24th in total defense. All right, and averaging giving up uh, 366 yards a game, but they're 
just um, their average of points, 21.1. They're eighth in the NFL giving up points. They're a bit stingy. Now, you couple that with the Steelers not exactly setting the, the league on fire with scoring, right? Now, yeah. you got to, uh, and I'm sure a lot of this has to do also with playing in, in uh, Arrowhead Stadium, which is very loud, very hard to communicate. One of those, you know, uh, situations that makes it very difficult offensively. And so, that's going to help them, but the thing about it is that Kansas City has forced 25 takeaways or taken uh, 25 takeaways this season. There are a bunch of guys that get after it, you know. And you were talking earlier about Tyran Matthew, yeah, and he leads the team with interceptions. He's recovered a couple fumbles, and you know he's got 11 tackles for loss. That's a serious guy. Tyran Matthew is a guy that uh, is going to be problematic. There's no doubt about it. But certainly the noise level again, and all this is going to come together. Um, you've, you've, you've got to have uh, the ability to interpret hand signals big time here, because otherwise you're going to be lost out there. Yeah, it's going to, it's going to be a long day and it's going to be a tough battle. You have to also realize this is a team, team that's, that's been to the Super Bowl the last two years and won one. So they have a mindset in their group they're they're never out of anything so you have to go make them feel out of everything that's what you have to do that that you're casting that doubt against this group to make sure that you can have the mental resolve to overcome and withstand whatever they're going to throw at you and so if i'm the steelers if it's my if if it's my opportunity i'm saying it's not going to be me not going to be me guys Hey, another week, Link, it's not going to be me. <laughs> and that's the mindset you have to be. It's like, I don't care how many Super Bowls you've gone to. I don't care how many games you've won. You didn't play me yet. And it's a whole new ball game. You're on my yeah, – I'm coming into your playground, but I have a confidence level that I, I can play any game that you throw out there, and I'll beat you at it at your own home court. I don't care if you know how the rim feels or you know where the lumpy spot is on the field – I'm playing through all of that because I have. What do you What do you say all the time, Wolf? You got you, you got to paint yourself with a dark heart, baby. Oh yeah, you, you got to have that dark black heart, buddy. That's yeah, how it yeah. is. Yeah, you got you got to you got you got to have that in in your system and realize that these guys want to embarrass you. Right. And the biggest thing is, my mom always said, "Hey, don't don't embarrass me, don't embarrass me." Right? Parents always like right. whatever you do when you go out there, don't embarrass me. So you got to keep that mindset. I'm not. I'm not going to embarrass myself. I'm not going to embarrass my team. I'm not going to embarrass my family. I'm going out there to give you everything I've got, and you, hey, let the chips fall where they may. But don't say I'm unprepared. I'd rather you be the better guy in that moment and be. But it won't be because I wasn't prepared for battle. Well, prepared for battle is exactly what's going to be needed. You're going up there again, the the Chiefs' kingdom and all that stuff, all the noise level. One of the things I, I really believe is going to be so key is for the Steelers to be able to bring the pressure like they did against, uh, you know, um, against uh, the Titans, being able to get after them and create that sort of pressure that's going to be, be for, you know, you, you force turnovers. You got to force them. You've got, you can't sit back and wait for Mahomes to make, a pro, make uh, problems for himself. He's not going to do that. You know, he's not going to self-inflict himself too much unless you really get after him. And I think that's been one of the keys to this year. Why, the, why in fact, he's uh, got a lower 
you know, QBR than he's had, why he's got 13 interceptions already this it's already a career high. Um, you know, th- these are things that it's because he's, you know, he's he's shown that he's mortal, that he can make mistakes, that sometimes you know, you're trying to make the big play all the times and and part of, parcel of what I, I heard Andy Reid talking about was, you know, you got to make the 6-7 yard throw. You can't always make the the big, you know, touchdown throw or the what you got to take that which the defense gives you and and move along and keep doing it. I like a la Hank Stram, who was a coach there in Kansas City many moons ago, who used to say, you know, that's way to matriculate down the field, fellas. And that was part and parcel of being able to rip off six and seven yard plays, be it pass or run. But the fact is with Mahomes, this guy is, is very talented. There's no question in my mind. But again, he is susceptible to making mistakes like anybody else. And I think um, there's a possibility. Oh, I think there's the distinct possibility that you can get after him and, and create some issues for him. Well, and, and, and that's what you have to do. Uh, you know, the prescription is pressure. That, 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 that's right. the prescription for this. You've got to create pressure. Pressure bus valves, right? <laughs> well, yes. Know, pressure bus valves. And you've got to be able to start bursting those valves. And you've got to create the uncertainty in their mind that, you know what? We might not be as ready as I thought. That's what you're trying to create. You're just trying to create that ounce of doubt. If you create that ounce of doubt, that permeates into a thought, and that thought, as we know, can cause big issues if you're not in the right mind state. So I, I just I, I really want them to concentrate this week. I want them to just be on task and understanding you know, the brevity of the situation because that's what leads to the desperation. The wanting to you just hit on a key world. word, my friend. Absolutely, you know it. Tell it. Yeah, yeah. No, I mean you have you. It's the want to. That's what it comes down to. If you can feel that desperation, if you can feel that heat coming off, man, you can accomplish great things. You can accomplish great things if you can feel, seek, harvest, and harness that. That, that, that's what you need. That, that's the mindset at this time of year in December. You need to be able to apply the pressure instead of feeling it. Because all the pressure is in Kansas City side, right? Because they have to live up to their expectations. The Steelers, we have no expectations at this point. Other than <laughs> all those got, expectations. Yep, yep. Just give us your best. Whatever you do is what we have to accept, but we would like a win. Bob said it earlier. Expectation was, you're not going to win this game. So, what happens when you win it? Surprise. If you lose it, ah, you lived up to expectations. Right. Why not go defy those expectations? You know, Why the, not go and prove people wrong? When you talked about desperation, one of the things that, that crossed my mind was, have you ever been swimming and you're, out of, you're running out of air and you're heading for the surface? Oh, and then all of a sudden man. you realize... Uh, I'm a little bit further away than I thought. And you come up, and all of a sudden, you find the energy, the ability to accelerate through the water like nobody's business because you got to want it so bad, you got to want it like you want to bear. I mean, that's exactly what you've got to Literally. feel as you go into that stadium. <laughs> Literally, like, you know, you you, you got to breathe. So when we talk about desperation, we're not talking about panicking. 
We're talking about raising the decibel levels, raising the RPMs in your gourd so that you are at fully functioning at 110%. I mean, and it's a magical thing when you can achieve that mental state, when you're able to put yourself in that ability to be able to be um, just everything is flowing together, that zone, if you will, and it can happen. That's what happens when you see teams that, that, that lay an egg, they come out, you know, they've had a great week of practice, but they did not achieve that that state of mind that 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 uh, capacity to get in the zone right before the game and a lot of a lot of times you come out and you lay an egg you wonder why well it's because somebody else maybe wanted a little bit more and in in those decibel levels those rpm levels vary from week to week not everybody's on the same page there max no your cheese not right <laughs> your chi. Yes, my You've got chi. to find your chi. You got to find your chi. <laughs> mm, grasshopper. See, see, exactly. You you know about it. You got to go find the grasshopper every once in a while. But I get think your that, grasshopper on. <laughs> get your grass. There we go. We just found a new phrase, man. Get your grasshopper on. <laughs> but I, I I think that that but that but that sums it up, Wolf. That sums it up is that you've got to be willing to be desperate. Yes. And yep. you've got to feel that you got to wear that desperation like it's a like it like it's a $50,000 suit. <laughs> you've got to wear it, you've got to own it and it's got to be you and you say listen, desperation smells good on you at yep. the last minute because it you can you can achieve great things in desperation. It's not hopelessness, but it's a sense of urgency. It's a sense of now and that's what you're trying to harness. You know it's what not, it is? It's, about, it's a sense of urgency adrenalized is what it is. There we go. Thank you. Thank you. I, and I think that's perfect because you have to be able to sense that. You have to be able to understand that. And it's not about fearing it, right? No. You, you don't need to be scared of desperation, but it just it heightens the senses in the moment. Mm. And that's what we're trying to do. Heighten that awareness level. All right. Well, we're going to go to break now, and I believe we're going coming back with Mike Tomlin. I do believe after this. I want to thank everybody for joining us here today, and uh, we'll be back tomorrow. Max, great job, buddy, as always. And, folks, if you're going to stick with us for the Tomlin Press Conference, we'll be right back after this.